Let's get nuts. Hello, children. How are we doing right now? Where are you at? There it is. Welcome to Film Chucky Live. It is Monday. That's right. February 19th. Thank you for tuning in, or clicking in, I should say. It's more clicking than tuning, right? Anyways, um, appreciate it, guys. Hit that like, thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Do all that. Follow me on all the sock meds. Hopefully, you guys are doing good. Got lots to talk about, of course, tonight when it comes to the when it comes to the show. Let's make sure that's good. But yeah, we'll talk some DCU stuff and that whole article that came out about Superman and Lois. Some Rebel Moon talk. Box office, well, and then just Madam Web box office. More of that that craziness right there. But anyways, all right, let's see who's out there, huh? How we doing? How we doing? We got Ryan right here. Hey, all happy friggin' Monday, but it's the end of Monday. You know, that's all we can love the fact that it is the end of Monday, right? We got Miss Jackson right here. Good to see you. What's going on, Axel? I'm now binge-watching the new Masters of the Universe show. The art looks sick. Yeah, I actually, I watched the first season, enjoyed it. I haven't, haven't checked out the second season yet, so. What's going on for you, Jason? Good to see you, buddy. All right, and who else we got here? Whoa, don't jump on me like that. Who else is talking here? Mainly you guys. We got Phil right here. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. We got William Powell right here. Posted a clip from the Vodka stream. We were talking about, uh, you know, well, we'll kind of reference that a little bit. What you said, of course, on the Vodka stream. And then, ahoy, hoy, man. Oh, man, Jason McKenzie, you've just been, you, you've been awesome, man. You've been awesome. Thank you for the uh, the super chat right there. For helping out that pirate ship. Absolutely love it, man. Can't thank you enough. Every little bit helps for sure. So thank you. We got some magic right here. What's going on, brother? What's going on? We got Mr. Everett's also right here. We got Max Wolf Knight Danger. Hey, Dave, did you see Rachel Zegler? Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> thoughts on uh, my thoughts on what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll we'll talk about that. We definitely will be talking about uh, when it, when it comes to the tweets because you know something interesting happened with that too. And you know, People's Choice Awards, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's just kind of funny. But anyways, we got Eric. What's going on? I feel sorry for the four leads of Madam Web. Here's hoping Gunn has jobs for all of them. I highly doubt that. I don't think Dakota Johnson will ever even think about going into another superhero property. I I, I think that this might be it for her. Might be it. Yeah, the other three, they're young. They're young. They're up and coming, so maybe they're. I mean, what's her name? Um, is in the Ghostbusters franchise. I forgot about that. I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I still can't remember her goddamn name. And then, of course, Isabella Merced is already Hawk Girl, but, I mean, I guess if they could squeeze in uh, Sydney Sweeney in there somewhere, if they could try to squeeze her in somewhere, she's a little top-heavy, um, but, you know, they could squeeze her in there somewhere. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but, yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, I don't think uh, Dakota Johnson is going to be choosing any kind of superhero role at all. What's going on? A Brit abroad in the Philippines. That's quite a name. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Game City Savior. There should be a website the fan can give away free ideas to Hollywood. 
well, it's called Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all social media. It's all out there. So many people put put that put their ideas out there and everything's YouTube. It's all over the place. There are sites. It's just social media. Just pick your platform. I, I could scroll through TikTok and find a bunch of crazy movie ideas. I, I when I scroll through my TikTok. Which, yes, I, I was, like, not scrolling through TikTok, but now that I'm, like, po- posting a lot of videos on TikTok, now I'm scrolling through TikTok. Man, my TikTok gets, like, weird, and I, I have a lot of uh, videos where, like, conspiracy theories and crazy, like, alien stories and supernatural stuff. People come up with some really creative shit when it comes to that, and then, of course, they're using the technology to tell the stories. It's all out there, man. It really is all out there, so... Who else we got here? We got Cortez. I guess in terms of a live-action Superman products, Superman and Lois is over. I don't think my adventures with Superman will be touched, though. Now, that's a that's a different beast. That's a different beast that... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I don't see them touching... Yeah, you're right with that, Cortez. I don't see them uh, touching that one either, but we'll see. And then we got en- Enzo right here. Enzo. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate appreciate all of you right now. But yes, we'll talk about that. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. You know, yeah, weekend was uh, decent. You know, I had uh, dinner with uh, Mama and Brother Film Junkie last night. So that was that was great. You know, so uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a little bit rough times. You know, you guys know about uh, the passing of my Nana uh, on Friday. So, you know, there's a lot of that that's happening right now. So sad fact of the matter is that, that but uh, I know I know she uh, always was proud of what I uh, what I uh, am doing with all this stuff. So, you know, so there you go. But anyways, and I uh, appreciate it, Tet. Thank you for the uh, condolences. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Let's get to it right now. All right, let's see. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong Twitter right there. All right, let's start out. Should we start off with that? Let's see. What should we start off with? All right, well, let's start off with Ghostbusters, right? Let's start off with Ghostbusters. We all saw the Dune popcorn been right the popcorn bucket we all saw the dune one and some people yeah it's a it's a real thing and you know some people are just going <laughs> let me get a hold of that little uh, popcorn bin and, and it's kind of funny too because they asked the the cast about it as well what are they their thoughts about it and you know it, it doesn't even seem like it's a good popcorn bin to like reach your hand to get the popcorn out but ghostbusters leave it to ghostbusters leave it to the people of with this franchise to come up with a popcorn bin that I absolutely want. And I actually do have a popcorn bin. Mr. Scott McClellan sent me. It's actually the uh, Ecto-1, and you can open it up and put popcorn right in it. It's freaking awesome. So they had one for Afterlife, which was that, and now they have one for Frozen Empire, and I need this. I need this, guys, so badly. They have one for the trap. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that's right, the ghost trap. And look at that. So how creative this thing is, is like the fact that it's like, all right, so (laughs) you got the trap itself. And then, of course, if you know about the trap, obviously it just shoots up like a bunch of light that's going to pull in the ghost. And that's where the popcorn goes. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, come on. That's just beautiful right there, man. So great. That's 
a popcorn bucket right there. They try to do the Dune. I don't Again, I think they just did it. They, when it came to the Dune one, they just did it, of course, for how it, it went viral on the Internet. Nothing wrong with that. This one won't go viral. <laughs> Sadly, it won't, even though it's beautiful. Maybe it will. Who knows? But that's what I, that's the one I want right there. That's the one I want right there. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about this again, man. I mean, Jesus. Jafar Jackson. I talked about this last week when it came to the Michael Jackson biopic and how we got that first official image of Jafar Jackson, the nephew of Michael Jackson that's going to be playing him in this biopic. And they just had that shot. And a lot of people were just like mesmerized, like, holy crap, look at that. And the guy can dance, too. There's a video out there that I included into the clip that I had for the for the first clip. Like and I put that in there because I'm like, yeah, he he can dance. He can dance. Well, we got some new images from the set and it's just like yeah okay some people might be like oh, he doesn't look. i had some people go like he doesn't look that much like him it's like of course you're gonna have those people but be, look at these look at these images right here look at that look at that look at that what the look at that up close yeah i mean you're gonna see some like okay yeah there's gonna be some people that are gonna be like it doesn't look like him but it looks enough like him Okay, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be absolutely identical. It still looks freaking awesome and still looks pretty damn amazing. Look at that shot right there. They they got the hair perfect. And just the way he's standing, he just like just totally 100 percent resembles Michael. And again, the dude can dance just like his uncle. So freaking crazy. I mean, when I see yeah, we just keep on saying I can't wait to see the first trailer. Some more footage. This, this, again, who knows? It might not be, it might end up, because some, some, sometimes biopics don't work out, but I think this biopic, I'm hoping that it's going to work out. But I will say, because I saw people, like, when I was posting about this, you know, it, there's a lot. There's a lot in Michael Jackson's story. And that's also, I mean, we just had the Bob Marley biopic come out over the weekend and i heard good things about it at least from people i know the critics kind of were like mixed when it came to that but that's also a, a the difficulty when it comes to a biopic is trying to squeeze this person's life into like a two hour and 10 15 minute movie they're trying to do that and that's what makes it difficult and this is michael jackson you're gonna try to squeeze that in there you're gonna try to squeeze his entire life, I mean, from child to, it's just, there's so much. It almost seems like it should be a two-parter or a trilogy. Maybe they should have made this a trilogy. Could they, they might have been able to pull it off, but wouldn't that be been crazy if they actually announced that, oh yeah, they're making a Michael Jackson biopic, or making it a trilogy, because there's just so much of Michael's life that we can't fit in just one movie. So I'm kind of wondering... How much? Like, how much? I mean, obviously, we know how he looks right here. We know it's like, yeah, 80s into 90s, probably more 80s. This is like 80s Michael Jackson. This is like after Thriller, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see, but that's what I'm just wondering right here. So, that's just what I just wonder about that. That's that's the difficulty about these biopics is trying to squeeze all that in there. And then we got Deadpool Wolverine. The press tour has already started. Okay, well, it's um, February, and the movie doesn't come out until July, and we already have them doing press tour. 
Okay. Interesting, but yes, apparently so. There's the three right there. I'm guessing, well, I mean, uh, Mr. Everett's, if you're still in there, most likely pre-recorded stuff. Press tour technically hasn't started. It will start when the movie's going to be coming out, and they're going to be doing all kinds of junkets and everything like that. But I think they're doing, they're probably recording bits, bits for late night, bits for all kinds of stuff. And again, we have Ryan Reynolds' crew and him that are helping lead this. And I cannot wait, but this picture was going around the internet and it was like, okay, cool. This is all happening. We got the three of them. This is going to be probably one of the funnest press tours ever. I'm, I'm just, how is, how does it not be one of the funnest things that we're ever going to see right there? But yeah, I'm just, they're probably doing some kind of pre-recorded bit or something bits. I should say plural, definitely pre-recorded bits. So there you go. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the hell they're doing right here because that's just great. It's just going to be something fantastic. There's going to be a rivalry between Hugh and Ryan, and Sean's going to be in the middle of it. It's going to be just absolutely fantastic. How, 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 how could you not be excited for this? How could you not be excited for this? Oh, and then we got this right here. Oh, oh. well, let me, uh, let me get right here because now when it comes to Coyote versus Acme. People are still talking about it. Very much so. And we got Eric Bowza right here. Who screams this out at the Annie Awards. He screams out, release the Coyote. Again, release the Snyder Cut. This is why the Snyder Cut is a, you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon. And it changed the culture when it comes to things that happen right here. But we have a video right here of Eric Bowza, who actually, you know, accepts an award at the Annie Awards. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there, say some stuff. And then, of course, yell out, release Coyote versus Acme. And that's what he does right here. Yeah, he voices Bugs Bunny right there, by the way. There you go. Sorry if the volume was too low. I don't know. I thought the volume would be higher. But anyways. But to do it in the voice of Bugs Bunny. That's the way to do it right there. That's the way to do it. Why not? (laughs) Jeez. Do it as Bugs Bunny. Uh, Mel Blanc would have been proud. Mel Blanc would have been proud of hearing that, him yelling it out like that as Bugs Bunny. And yeah, I mean, it just seems like what's going to happen, it's going to turn into a tax write-off. Sadly, it's going to turn into a tax write-off because of the way the business works. You know, sadly, the business works the way the business works. And they try to sell it to get some profit, and it's just not going to happen. And you think they just throw it on Max. But they're probably not going to. They're probably just going to write it off, even though this was more, way more complete than Batgirl. You know, it's like Batgirl was in post-production, but not much done in post-production. Probably some editing and maybe some, maybe a little bit of sound design. Who knows? But this one was like way more complete. This had the VFX, the score, and everything like that. And you just think, like, just slap it on your streaming service and whatever the hell. Unless your streaming service is in trouble, probably is. But... And they're like, oh, that's not going to work either. But that was kind of cool. I thought that was pretty cool that he did it like that. I thought it was cool. Uh, 
And then speaking of Deadpool, this is what I was talking about, too. Speaking of Deadpool Wolverine is the fact that what I love, as well as, you know, the, the marketing that's already started when it comes to Deadpool and Wolverine, is the fact of the matter is, is like you have fans that are contributing into the marketing of this movie and they're putting their art in for free and they gladly do which is what's great about the internet you know besides all the crap and all the toxic shit we got people that create some really cool things on the internet and last week i talked about how somebody made a lego version and they released a scene where it showed deadpool reloading his gun from the trailer well this person released the whole trailer and sean levy actually saw it and retweeted it this is what i'm talking about this is what I'm talking about right here. Look, look, look. This is incredible. The director retweeted this thing. Come on, Daddy Bones. And yes, they have the entire trailer that you can watch in Lego form. How did this come out so fast? So fast. This thing came out that fast? The trailer came out a week ago yesterday. That This is a lot of hard work right here. This is so much hard work. But this is what I'm talking about. People put in the hours. And, and I'm glad that they're getting recognized for this because this is what it's all about. And again, Marvel Studios and Disney, as much as, you know, people give them shit, is the fact that they, they are like, you know what, we, let's utilize this. You got to utilize this. Post it out there. Put it out there. The hard work from fans. It's just freaking so cool. And then even the end right there when Wolverine shows up with the shadow. Look at that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Did they have the secret? Yep. They even have the secret. Look at that. They even have the Secret Wars comic book that was, you know, conveniently placed into the trailer right there. But this is what I'm talking about right here. This is, yeah, utilize utilize what fans make and you know if they were nice it's like hey maybe throw some you know give a little bit of that marketing budget to them too but i mean i again i think a lot of these people are just doing it for the sake of art and that's perfectly fine but you know i'm just saying stuff like this maybe but then of course there's licensing and all that stuff and who knows they, they probably can't do that again the business the business the way the business is so ah <sighs> Yeah, it's just crazy, but that's that's the that's the stuff I love. And now let's go over let's go over to the DC universe. So the penguin, the penguin pretty much uh, wrapped up. I think it wrapped up. And a lot of people are going like, "Okay, cool. We're going to get the penguin series. Cannot wait." I've shown some set images and video and when it comes to the penguin, which looks great, Colin Farrell. I mean, he's just, it's its crazy, his transformation when it comes to all that. But a lot of people were kind of wondering, like, you know, when it comes to the Penguin, is Robert Pattinson actually going to show up in the Penguin? That sounded weird. <laughs> is he going to show up in the Penguin? That's something you'll find on Pornhub, huh? <laughs> okay, what category is that? All right, so, yeah, that's gross. But anyways... There's an image of Robert Pattinson that's floating around and somebody posted said, so apparently Robert Pattinson was on the Penguin set. Here's the image right here. Posing with somebody. There he is. Hoodie up, beanie on, bag and everything. And I don't know if that's the Penguin set. (laughs) 
Could be an airport. <laughs> it looks like that's an airport employee. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I would like to believe that he's in it. At least Bruce Wayne. There's going to be some kind of cameo. Is Batman going to be in there? That would be sweet, too. I don't know. But this was floating around, and hopefully it's true. This is all we got. This is all we got. This is, <laughs> this is the only hope we have, guys. Who knows? But it's just kind of funny because you look at it, and I'm like, all right, cool. But how do we, what do we know about this image? We don't know that much. And yes, it looks like it's at the airport. And airport but then again, it could be at the airport leaving from the set. That's, that's, that's all I could hope for. And hopefully he's in it. That's, that's, all I, that's all I want. I just want him to be in it. God damn it. So... All right, and then uh, we got some cool little uh, Fantastic Four art right here, since now we have the official Fantastic Four casting. Of course, they're going to do this right here. Somebody made some art with the image of, of course, uh, Pedro Pascal and, uh, and Oscar Isaac at a party. So now that they're both, you know, in the, uh, the universe right here, this is from Just Ralphie. Right here, Just Ralphie posted this. They're pretty fantastic wearing their costumes right here. And then, of course, we have Spaceman right here going like, hey, I'm going to post one of these, you know, the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man pointing at each other and going to show all three Reed Richards right here. <laughs> of course, Miles Morales, or Miles Morales, Miles Teller, <laughs> different Miles. He probably wants to forget about that whole experience, but, uh, you know, somebody did this right here, and I thought that was pretty funny. That, 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 I thought that was pretty cool, so I thought I'd show you guys just in case you didn't see this. You know, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got that right there, too. But, yeah, I just thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. But let's, let's, let's go to this one right here because somebody brought this up in the chat earlier. Rachel Zegler. You know, my buddy, Rachel Zegler, you guys remember, right? And, uh, well, when somebody who uh, I appreciate and who I've talked to on the Vox stream, ho hopefully I'll have an interview with him in the near future again, because it's been a couple of years, and I would love to talk to him again because I appreciate his work, and he's a great guy. Somebody else is getting, well, a little ratioed, because you do not dare. Do you do not dare touch Rachel Zegler. Her fans will come for you. I've had experience. And I should have just sent the gif over to him and said, first time, huh? You know that, that one with James Franco? I should have sent that over to him. Because, yeah, there was the People's Choice Awards that happened last night. That's right. It's award season. There's too many goddamn awards. And does anybody really care about the People's Choice? No. But apparently, when it came to the People's Choice Awards last night, they named Rachel Zegler action movie star of the year in 2024 and mr paul heavy spoilers right here which hopefully you guys know you know know his work and if you don't please subscribe to his channel keanu reeves fell down 50 flights of ste steps and tom cruise drove a motorbike off a cliff though yeah i watched mission impossible dead reckoning over the weekend and i don't care what I, that movie's great it's fantastic, and that stunt was insane. But Rachel Zegler, she got Action Movie Star of the Year. Now, I didn't see that movie. I, I didn't see that movie. I didn't see her movie. Whatchamacallit. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So, I, you know, I can't really, like, full-on gauge, but I'm just kind of going like, yeah. But we, again, you know, 
<laughs> you look at John Wick 4 and you look at Mission Impossible Dead, right? You kind of go like, but it's the people's choice, Dave. It's the people's choice. Yeah, well, the people suck. <laughs> what the? I mean, come on. Really? She was... What? I just... Jeez. What did she do in that movie that overshadowed Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise? Who do well? Keanu, Keanu Reeves does most of his own stunts, choreography, and everything like that. Tom Cruise does everything because he's a nutbag. So maybe the stunt woman that was for Rachel Zegler should get the award and not her. <laughs> it's okay. She did a good little, you know. I don't know. I, again, I didn't see the movie and anything like that, but I'm just like, oh wow, really? When I saw that too, I was like, what? Why did she get okay? But hey. You know, she's been under a lot of stress when it comes to the whole Snow White thing. I mean, like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, he, <laughs> Paul's getting some, yeah, he even like did follow-up tweets. He said his last follow-up tweet, you know, he, you know, and he even said, you know, sometimes people could take the L. And then he said, I had to, I had to make the follow-up explainer tweet, fuck's sake, deleting my account. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. Rachel Zegler fans, whoa, watch out for them. Watch out for them. All right. That's just it's just funny. All right, let's look at some concept art. And we have some concept art. Concept art is great because obviously we got some great artists out there and they'll reimagine things or they'll place actors in roles that maybe that, you know, we wanna we wanna see when it comes to them. And a lot of people, of course, when it comes to Dave Bautista and him wanting to play Bane and pitching Bane a while ago when it, come, when it came to Warner Brothers, which I thought would have been a good idea to keep that, you know, Elseworlds type of label or dark label, whatever the hell they were doing, like with Joker and have Batman's villains or any of the villains, really, if you have some good villains, just have them have these dark stories that you could do low budgets on. And he apparently he pitched Bane. And now we got Boss Logic, who is a very well-known, of course, artist that does all this, who uh, posted a Bane piece of art. And Dave Batista was all about it and posted about it on his stories. There's the art right there. Pretty awesome art. We got the Venom machinery and tubing everything like that right in his back and yeah that looks like it could be dave batista's back of course we could see the mask right there but yeah dave batista was all about it he was like all right let's do it right there cool you know always awesome when the actor that you envision into your art actually uses your art that's always very cool but i'm just kind of going like yeah but that the time is is no longer there and i think if dave batista batista shows up in the dcu play somebody else i mean i i i I thought he'd be great as a hugo strange you know there's images of hugo strange because yeah like the animated animated universe made him like a little tiny guy but there's been iterations of hugo strange where he's been a pretty big guy you know and he's bald and you know it's like could do something like that but again it's just awesome that when you make some art and the actor that you're probably basing it off of uh, uses it in a story or something like that and then we got some superman legacy art holy crap superman legacy art and anytime that i see art when it comes to the flesher costume i just go please james gunn please use the flesher 
Superman suit, please, with the black behind it. Look at this. Kiku L underscore L. What the hell? I mean, it, it might be AI. Sure. I mean, I know some people hate that, but still, that's a pretty cool shot right there. It's like Superman holding up like some kind of big truck or something like that that was going to crush this girl and then hands her the teddy bear. It's really cool. Again, yes, I know some people like don't like it that it might be some AI that's involved with this, but I just was like, wow, look at that costume. It looks really cool. It's got the gold lining, the gold belt. It just looks really cool. And then what else? I had another uh, one right here. I got to look at my tabs. Oh, yeah. And we got this right here. We got 26X4. We got some uh, 21 concepts right here. These are pretty cool, too. This is taking the more Superman approach, Superman costume approach with the undies and everything like that. But doesn't look bad, obviously. Name Superman, and of course they do it like that. I thought it was pretty cool as well. Origin, alias, species, series, 21 concept, year 2024. More up close, close look right there. Not too shabby. I don't think that was made with AI art, you know, but just thought that looked pretty cool. I don't know. I like the art. I like it when art comes about like that. All right. Let me see. Ooh, the art. Like okay. Don't, don't do that. Sorry. Had that open right there. Let's go ahead. Keep that going. All right. So let's make sure I got all those. Is that all I wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. I think we're good when it comes to the tweets right there, guys. All right. Let's get to the topics. Let's start off, of course, with, you know. More controversy. Just seems like Superman Legacy is just like all just controversy, controversy. I mean, we had the whole uh, Bassam Yusuf thing, Yusuf thing when uh, it came to over the weekend and clearing that up, which, yeah, that fire was put out. So now we got Superman and Lois when it comes to controversial stuff. And a lot of people are, of course, commenting on this because Superman Lois, of course, is ending. Uh, we're ending. They're ending the season this year and a lot of people were kind of going like oh, okay it's a great show i i have to catch up on it i'm like two seasons in or a season and a half and i can't even remember but i gotta catch up i'll probably just wait till it's over and then watch the whole thing but now we got them canceling and then we have the new bosses of the cw kind of just like going like here's what we're doing and then of course talking about superman and lois on why it's being canceled and uh the quote was being floated around because you know when stuff like this happens when controversy happens with superman legacy people just like to toss it around because you know a lot of people just again hate that this movie actually is going to exist it's just the way it is CW's new bosses bet on linear were not in the SVOD business. Yeah, well, you're the bosses of CW, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he could salvage this whole thing, but uh, yeah, doing a restarting it. Let's see here. Where was the part? And we're not going to go over the whole article. Uh, here we go, right here. So this is the uh, this is this is it right here. So Schwartz. Okay, let's see. What's their names again? Let's 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 get their names right here. What's their names? We got Brad Schwartz, and then of course we got President Dennis Miller. 
That's what we're talking about. Okay, Dennis Miller is a comedian, and I was trying to do a, an impression of him. You know, love Dennis Miller. Anyways, Schwartz clarified that despite how well Superman and Lois has performed, the decision to end the DC property came from Warner Brothers. They don't want a competing Superman product in the marketplace, Schwartz said, referring to James Gunn's 2025 movie, Superman Legacy. Competing Superman product, but we have competing Batman. Pro- what? Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. You could have, you could have uh, bat, two, two bat, Batman, Batman products, but you can't have two Superman. Well, we talked about this on the Vox stream. I just posted a clip about it. I mean, Mr. William, Sci-Fi Center, William, who might be still in the chat, who knows? Is the fact of the matter is when it comes to bat why why is there two Batmen? Well, Batman sells more. Batman is their biggest product. When it comes to that, Superman not so much. Superman has to play catch up. At one point, yes, Superman was their big moneymaker, but it's not anymore. Not to mention that CW hasn't been profitable in over a decade. Are we forgetting about that? We're forgetting about that. I think like what I heard the last time that CW was even a little bit profitable was like 2008. I mean, like not even the 2010s was it good, but they just kept pumping their 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 episodes out and everything. It hasn't been profitable. It's been losing money. That's why I keep cut cutting budgets, budgets, and budgets. And it sucks because yes, Superman and Lois is a great show, but at the same time, I think the main reason is it's a money pit. It was all a money pit. I mean, yeah, has it been successful? Successful maybe in social media and people were like loving the show and it was a good show. But at the same time, when you look at the business side of it, apparently it wasn't helping that because CW as a whole was a fucking money pit. It was just like nothing was is happening right there. So, yeah. You could blame James Gunn all you want if you want to, but at the same time, it's not its not him. He's just trying to make the movie. I think he's even said that he likes Superman Lois. I don't know, but yeah. You can't compare it to the fact that there's two different... Ba- because guess what? Guess what makes Warner Brothers money? And guess what made Warner Brothers money? The Batman. And Batman just makes Warner Brothers money. Now, Superman's there, too. It's not like Man of Steel, BBS. I mean, obviously, those made money. But Batman just makes the money. And the Batman made Warner Brothers money. So they're not going to... And a lot of people are thinking... I saw people say that they're... Oh, yeah, the Batman's in trouble. The Batman's in trouble. I'm like... In a sense, maybe it is interesting because we haven't really gotten an update in a while. So it does make me worry. But I don't think that it is going to be in trouble because it made them money. And it's like, all right, we could put it over in this category. We're not going to get rid of that. And with the Penguin series that we just saw, it's wrapping up and Robert Pattinson being a part of it. I think that's going to be okay. So anybody who really thinks that the Batman's in trouble, it's like, okay, I can see why you're thinking that a little bit, but I think we're okay because of the Penguin series. So, yeah, I don't know why they said that. I mean, it's just like, it's just... I'm sure when that article came out, Gunn and Saffron and everybody was like, ah, God, well, let's let's not put out that fire. That's not like the other thing. Just leave it be. But I'm sure somebody's going to ask James Gunn if they haven't already. I haven't seen any screenshots from Thread or anything, like threads or anything like that. But it's like, geez, it's like 
it's like they <laughs> it's so funny it's like oh man you just can't you can't win with that but speaking of the uh superman the whole con speaking of the controversy that happened over the weekend with basam basam Yusef and obviously I you know we we talked about that and he did a video to clarify what he had to say which is great I'm glad that he did that put out the fires which is that's what I love that James Gunn is heading this whole thing is like he I mean even though it must be stressful as fuck again you know his hair turned white in the past couple of years he's just gonna be bald soon because all that hair is gonna fall out without all the fires that he has to put out before his movie actually goes into production that was all pulled out, put put out, but it was just kind of funny because yeah, there's an article that came out. This is the article that came out when it came to all that. And again, this was all clarified and everything like that. It says Superman legacy role never offered to Bassam Youssef, comedian believes. Pro, yeah, he's a comedian. Pro uh, Palestinian remarks got him fired, but yeah, but there's an update and everything got updated. Everything was good. Everything was great. But. You know what I saw on Twitter that I went, oh, that's cool. And a lot of people did too, was somebody was like, yeah, but what if we cast Yusuf as Rachel Ghoul? Huh? I was like, whoa. Yeah. What if that were to happen? And if Jimmy Guns, if you're, you know, paying attention to, you know, some fan casting, there's one right there. There's one right there. Because, yes, his role in Superman Legacy that they once thought they had before the writer strike got removed. Got removed. And, you know, who knows if, uh, you know, it was the whole Middle East thing and they decided to change it, which they probably did. And, you know, James Gunn, of course, went on and was like, no, that was never that was never in the script. Never in the script. <laughs> Never in the script. It wasn't. Probably was. And yeah, they probably removed it. And he, he probably fluffed that a little bit. Never in the script. You can admit it. It's fine. But I was just saying like, man, him as racial. Ooh, I was like, whoa, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And a lot of people were passing that around. And I went like, oh, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, maybe it'll happen. Who knows? But I thought that was pretty sweet. But yeah, he said that was never in the script. But who knows? Again, I'm not, I'm, you know, as much as I don't think James Gunn is like a liar 24-7 like some people do, and, you know, there's going to be times where he's going to fluff some things. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, I know he said that, Kaiser, Kaiser Cinema, but who knows? Like, again, I, I, I wouldn't believe everything that he says, you know? <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. But who, I mean, who cares? It's out now. It's not going to be in there. Perfectly fine, right? Let's move on. So that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. There's like other stuff too. When I, um, there's actually, you know what? Let me, uh, go down the, uh, let's see here. There was DC. Where were we at? DC Film News actually posted some things today that were like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's, here's some stuff. Let's put, yeah, there was a couple of things here. First off, a lot of people are wondering if Andy Muschietti is actually still going to be directing Batman Brave and the Bold because apparently there's some scooper out there that was posting a rumor that said, like, he possibly won't be. Well, I mean, we got this image right here. I want, I, I, I want, I want to retire and have a Batman g golf cart. 
I want that, but yeah. And then Muschietti still has his parking spot, so that is looking like it's still happening. So that's good. And then, of course, they're posted. We got some art right here, of course, of the uh, engineer. What's her name? Maria Gabriella Ferrari. Ferria. Sorry. So we got that right there. And then they posted this. The plot synopsis for Waller. The rumored production logline states the series will be centered around Amanda Waller. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Is that why it's called Waller? Okay. And her relationship with her daughter, which that makes sense because they already established that in, um, in, of course, Peacemaker, which is good. And then, of course, yeah, no, it's kind of like this stuff's kind of no shit right now because it's like, yeah, Nathan Fillion is rumored to reprise his Superman legacy role as Guy Gardner and Lanterns. Oh, so you mean the guy who plays Green Lantern in Superman legacy might replace, right, reprise, he might reprise his role in the show called Lanterns as his character? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. But there might be something else coming, though, too. When it comes to other things, but yeah, I mean, some obvious stuff, but at least some taglines are out there and, you know, talking about all that. So that's good. All right, let's move out of the DC world and let's go into the Rebel Moon world. That's right. Rebel Moon part two, baby. That's right. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. And there's been some discourse, obviously. It's kind of interesting when it comes to Rebel Moon, the discourse, because I've seen, you know, Zack Snyder fans that weren't impressed by it. And it almost seems like now they don't even care about the Rebel Moon universe after watching the first one because, yeah, it's the PG-13 cut. It's cut down. You could tell it's cut down. I even said that, too, with my review. But all that did was make me want that R-rated director's cut more. And I think, like, their idea of doing that was a risky one, and they were trying to bank on the fact that it was two things when it came to having two cuts of Rebel Moon. It was banking on the whole Snyder Cut phenomenon. It was banking on that, and it was banking on the fact that, hey, you know, Zack makes some pretty darker, edgier stuff. We kind of want this franchise, if we're going to pour some money into it, we're going to have, we want a more familiar-friendly approach, so we want that PG-13 cut. Okay, To me, I was like, I'm fine with that because in my head and some other people's heads that I was talking about is we're going to get essentially four Zack Snyder films. I thought, cool, but obviously a lot of people didn't really like that too much, which is fine. And then now, apparently, we have the runtime for Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver. Two hours and one minute. Ah! wow that's short oh that's cut down pretty well that is cut down pretty well yeesh i was like yeah i didn't think it was gonna be that much shorter two hours of one minute Mm, yikes so it begs the question did netflix order Zack Snyder to cut it down even more because maybe because it didn't get the reception. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be real here. It didn't get the reception that we all hoped for. Like, I think it did well, but it didn't do as well as we'd hoped for when it comes to Netflix and some of the numbers that came out. Didn't do as well. Which, again, then, of course, asked the question if they just released what he wanted to release, like his cut first, would it have done better? See, that's the thing. We'll never know that now. 
And that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, I get what they were going for. And I get, even Zach has explained it. He's even explained why they did it. He's explained it numerous times. But I guess time will tell if this was actually a good idea. And then, of course, we don't have Scott Stuber anymore, who very much backed up. I mean, he was at the premiere and and basically announced the whole thing. Scott Stuber is no longer handling the film department when it comes to Netflix. So then I'm kind of wondering, like, all right, so they're doing this, but they have no choice to just release a director's cut. It's going to be interesting to see the reception of the director's cuts after these two cuts come out. But yeah, two hours in one minute. I mean, Jesus Christ, who the hell, uh, who the hell ordered that? Sujihara? <laughs> oh, if you, I guess if you know, you know, right? Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like when I saw that, I went, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, again, I was all on board with the whole, yeah, release the PG-13 cut, give a general audience of like, here, you have this version right here. And then it it made me anticipate the R-rated cut because I'm like, I'm actually, I even said I'm more looking forward to seeing what the R-rated cut is like more than part two at the moment. And I really wish we could get the director's cut before that. I don't know. Time will tell. We'll see if this... uh if this marketing strategy ends up working. Yeah. Oh, Madam Web. Box office. Now let's go into the Marvel world, the uh, Sony Marvel world, which I'm kind of wondering still, and I think a lot of us are, do the actors involved of this movie actually know that they are part of this Sony this little section of Marvel. I don't think they did because we're going to actually see a video. I'm going to show a video of an interview with uh, Dakota Johnson, which it doesn't sound like it is kind of funny because in our little world, we do this stuff. We, we do this stuff for fun. I do the show for fun. I mean, obviously it's like, it's like a, a side gig, you know, it's something I want to turn into something bigger, of course, but that takes time. You got professionals who are like getting paid a lot of money that interview these people that have no fucking clue what is going on. And then you have actors that also are getting paid millions to be in these movies that seem like they have no fucking clue what's going on when it comes to the universes and what, what's involved. You think that they would. But we'll get to that in a little bit. There's actually an interview that I'll show you guys. But... Let's look at the box office when it comes to, uh, yeah, Madam Web. Oh, what the hell? As you can see, it was number one at the box office. Oh, that's right. Bob Marley. (laughs) The Bob Marley biopic. Beat it out. (laughs) Yikes. But... Hey, that's good. I'm I'm happy for the Bob Marley pick. I heard I like again, people who've seen it that I've talked to directly, they said it's a great movie. Critics, you know, were a little, you know, mixed when it comes to that. But yeah, that one made 28.6, 46.5 overall. And then of course you have Madam Webb, 15.3 domestic. Well, obviously it's got it's kicked up a little bit, but it currently sits right now 26.2. Domestic, and then, of course, 25.7, so not even the international box office is really going to help with that much. $51.9 million when it comes to the overall poll right now, as well as it sits currently. 
But then it was reported that it was an $80 million budget. So, okay, $80 million, you basically want to go two and a half to three. You times it by two and a half, three. So 80 times three. So it's got to be like, what, $240 million to really just like, all right, it made, it made, like, a, made like a profit. It's not going to make that. It's not going to even get close to that. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't even get close to 100 million. It's probably going to die. It's dead in the water, essentially. I said, I wonder if she predicted it. <laughs> Anyways, there's a Madam Web joke for you. But uh, then it was reported today, somebody reported, and God knows, who knows if it's real. But again, anytime they report a budget, you could tack on like, you could tack on like 20, 30, 40 million because. If it's reported by a studio, they just fucking lie. I mean, that's the thing. They just lie about it. Who knows? You know, who knows if it's actually true? But um, they said it was actually a hundred million. So that means it would have to make, geez, you know, times that by two. You know, so two hundred and fifty to three hundred million. If you wanted to do that math right there, so it's 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 a big huge flop. It's whatever. Uh, I don't know if the bad word of mouth was actually going to do it because you know what's actually funny. There's another report. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. It's in this uh, article right here from um, The Hollywood Reporter. Let's see. Where's that part right there? Obviously, they're talking about it. So I'm introduced by the Bob, Madam Webb. Let's see. Fatigue. Let's see. Okay. Ah, where's it at? God damn it. Can I, that's the thing. It's like you hear one thing and then you're like, okay. And maybe I'm not going to find it right here because there's just they, they write. So that's what I don't like. Sometimes it's like they're trying to write so many paragraphs. They said, like, let's see. So where is it at? Because I, I saw the tweet and then they linked this and then I should have freaking went through and found it where I was going to talk about. Anyways. All right. Well, I'll just show you the article right here. So we have this article right here from The Hollywood Reporter inside Sony's Madam Web collapse. Forget about a new franchise. The flop is wiping out an entire plan for a new movie series as the studio becomes the latest superhero studio in need of a pivot. Pivot! Pivot! Sorry, if anybody watches, knows Friends, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm referencing, I guess you could say. But um, it's just kind of funny. There was a new movie series? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is not happening. But it was actually reported that some some insider, some source, something like that was basically saying that pre-ticket sales for Madam Web were being canceled as bad word of mouth happened. So the more that bad things were being talked about this movie, the ticket sales were being refunded. That's the thing I was like going to try to look for in there. And I'm, I wasn't going to find which paragraph because I couldn't find it. But yeah, that's not good. So it's just like, whoa, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, movie series, man. And then there was something else I wanted to say. Damn, I just had it in my head and I totally forgot about it. Ah, didn't work. Well, what was it? Uh, uh, and of course, they do that whole thing. Oh, yeah, I know what I wanted to talk about. They did that whole thing where they talk about, of course, the demographic with the genders and stuff like that. But that's another thing. I saw somebody, somebody who actually works on, you know, an actual website that was complaining again. How are we not understanding this yet? They were complaining that the fact that are like, where are all the uh, 
where all the uh, the the bad articles that talk about this, all the hit pieces talking about how much of a disaster this is and all this stuff. Well, I mean, there's articles out there. Just be patient. But at the same time, they're, of course, comparing it to the whole disaster that the Marvels was at the box office, which naturally people just want to like start coming up with their own conclusions and they want to say, oh, it's because of the women. It's because of this. And it's like, no, it's because it's the MCU. It's like, how are people not understanding yet that when it came to the MCU and them having their worst box office performance ever with the Marvels was just, that was new ground because the, because the MCU was dominating the box office for over a decade. So naturally, when and now that it's on a crazy decline, there's going to be numerous articles and all this kind of stuff about it. This is what happened when Aquaman came out because everybody was like going like, why is nobody talking about Aquaman? Because, yeah, because the... You know, this is the last DCEU movie. Everybody knew it was going to fucking flop, even though it did better than a lot of actually assumed, which is kind of funny. Same thing with this. Nobody thought this movie was going to actually do well at all. Nobody. Nobody. So here we go right here. This is the what I want. <laughs> so Dakota Johnson was on Kelly and Ryan, you know, a morning talk show. This is what uh, this is what was said, and I saw this on a feed. And thank you for Heroes Unbound for finding all this. But this is what uh, was said right here, and it was it's just awkward. It's just awkward. So, so you're, you're a, a part, part of, of the Marvel, Marvel Universe. They got you. They got you. You're going to be doing like 35 films. You have. this is this is so bad because again i don't think dakota johnson really gives a shit i mean man she does not give a shit and she was like what does that mean and these two right here have no idea and they're being so fake just so fake and it's like do you guys realize that this is not the same marvel as the other marvel it is hilarious just hilarious Films. See, like, watch. Dakota Johnson goes, what does that mean? 35 films. Ah, got to go back even further. Now, now you know what that means. What does it mean? You're... She's like, what does it mean? <laughs> going to be doing, like, 35 films. You have... He barely did one. Awkward. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Look at this guy over here. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what? Oh, God. Morning talk shows. Yeesh. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Like, out of all the stuff, if you see that thread, out of all the stuff, that one just really stuck out. But I was like, whoa, good Lord. It's just not good. Not good. But of course, we're going to still talk about Madam Web. But we're going to talk about Chris Stuckman. Chris Stuckman inspired me to start my YouTube channel. I used to watch when he was like just like up and coming. I'd watch his YouTube and I liked the way that he reviewed movies. And I've been watching him for a while. And, you know, I, I might have fallen off in recent years. But there's sometimes where I go, you know what? I wonder, I wonder what Stuckman has to say about this movie when certain movies come out. You know, because it's like sometimes and sometimes and most of the time, I should say, probably about 85 percent of the time. His opinion, my opinion Pretty much a lot of it's like the same, at least, you know, sometimes. But 
you know, when it came to him, Jeremy Johns, you know, those are the guys that like kind of like, oh, yeah, I would look to those guys when it comes to this. So he decides to see Madam Webb. And instead of doing an actual review, he just does a video kind of just breaking down, uh, kind of just breaking it down where he goes like, all right, this has got to stop when it comes to studios fucking with these movies, which we can all agree on. We can all agree on. And there was like a clip of his not not so review. And it wasn't a review. If you actually look at the title, it doesn't say Madam Web review. He just says, we need to talk about this. We have to talk about this. That's what it's that's what he titled it. So he didn't want to give a review. And we'll watch the beginning of it right here. Let's see. Why aren't you? Okay, here we go. Let's watch a little bit of it right here. We'll watch the whole thing. Because it's a 16-minute video, so. There's no screening for it in my area. There were no late-night showings before the day, so I had to go see it on Valentine's Day. And I thought to myself, probably not going to do a video for this one based off of what I've heard, since I do try to keep it mostly about film celebration on this channel. Having seen the film, I'm going to tell you that this is not a movie review of Madden Web. I am not about bashing filmmakers, artists, I know how hard it is to make a movie. I do not know how hard it is to make a movie under the studio system. I was able to make an indie film without a giant corporation breathing down my neck, which is not the privilege that S.J. Clarkson had when she directed Madame Web under Sony, which I can only imagine was monumentally difficult. This is not going to be a video about Madame Web and telling you whether or not you should see Madame Web. There are plenty of people on this platform as well as a website dedicated to aggregating reviews and giving it a number that's going to inform you of that and you can choose to listen to those voices if you want. The information is out there. What I am compelled to make a video about is something that I heard pretty much every writer, some directors, and most actors bashing last year, and that is movie studios. But before we go any further... Okay, and then of course an ad comes up <laughs> oh i know yeah i know it's like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and bash this in but let me read this ad first for a minute and a half i get it you gotta pay the bills it's whatever you know so i saw a lot of people you know taking a clip from this and um you know and will i say that it gets a little preachy yeah well, I say that he kind of sounds like, you know, he's trying to be a teacher and just kind of like, you know, like he's up in front of a class and trying to, you know, he's holding like a pen or something like that. And like, yeah, sure. I'll say that. But at the same time, this is the video that he wanted to make. Film criticism is an interesting thing because growing up, I watched Siskel and Ebert. And then, of course, it was Ebert and Roper. And I'd always look forward to getting their opinions on it and then naturally it didn't matter if i wanted to see the movie i wanted to see the movie I always had that mindset and then of course you have rotten tomatoes that takes all these critiques all the all the film critics and then creates like a system that i don't like i don't like the system but i do like that you can actually find all their all their all all their articles you can have links to their article i like the fact that it does have all that there I just don't like the fact that people just go to that site, see the tomato meter that's huge on the screen, and then that makes them determine whether they want to watch a film or not. I fucking hate that. I've had friends that said, oh, well, it's 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, and I hate that. I'm like, show what? Let's go see the movie. I hate that crap. But, you know, Chris Stuckman, he started off, you know, 
his whole channel was based off of film critique. So if a film is bad, you got to give a bad review. So I see that. I see when people are like, hey, wait a minute. You're supposed to do this. This is a part of your thing. And that's, that's what he started off as. And, and, and I've seen him do that before. But he's a different person now. He's grown. And he's a filmmaker now. I, I'm wondering what's going on with his film that he, like, it was like last year, like early last year, or maybe even the year before that he announced all that. And he wasn't even doing as much, like, videos as he normally did. And he, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's going on with that? I'm, I'm actually anxious to see it. I want to see what he, you know, I want to see him put his artistry in motion. I want to I see his film. But I think, like, Chris, and just like every YouTuber... You got people like Jeremy Johns, who has not changed his style ever since he started. He has the same intro, same style of video. He just does his reviews, gives like his opinion in the way that he does. And he's just done his thing. It works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Makes fucking sense. Not everybody's able to do that. Some people just grow and they want to do something different. He even said right at the beginning that, hey, I like to celebrate film. I don't want to just bash a movie and do all that. That's perfectly fine, too. In my opinion, okay. Again, he didn't put review in the video. He just said, let's talk about this, and mainly just talked about how shitty the studio was when it came to all this. Didn't want to bash the filmmaker or the performances, which I disagree with that because I'm going, you see Dakota Johnson's performance? Come on. And yeah, CJ or SJ Clarkson, who directed this movie, I'm sure she got a ton of notes and this is not the movie that she wants. And hopefully she sings about it and throws Sony under the bus. I hope she does. But you can't tell me that some of the, the directing choices, like with the cinematography being all crazy, was not part of her choices, too. So there's that whole aspect. So that's where I kind of disagree when it comes to Stuckman. But at the same time, if this is what he wants to do and he wants to just celebrate film, perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The people were just like, that were going after him. I was like, hey, so what? This is what he wants to do. He wants to take this approach. Let him take this approach. It's not, again, he just like decided to do this whole thing. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't agree with this whole thing. But at the same time, there's some people that went hard at him. Hard. Hard. Even in the comments. There was one comment in there. I think there was one comment that... There was one comment... Oops, come on. There was one comment that was actually funny. What was it? Oh yeah, the top comment... It was actually pretty funny. It says, how to say Madam Web sucks without saying Madam Web sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what this is. Now, that's why that, that comment's the top comment. And it's got like over 4,000 likes. Because, yes, this is essentially doing that very thing. But, but the way I'm looking at it, it seems like Stuckman is in a transition where he doesn't want to just be a film critic. He wants to just more celebrate movies. He's tired of just like doing like the say. He's just trying to do something different. And that's perfectly fine. He is going to get backlash. And hopefully he was prepared to get this backlash. Because yeah, some people, like I said, you can have your Jeremy Johns who just does that. 
doesn't change anything and it works. It's almost like I can compare those two to like Metallica and Slayer. Metallica, you listen to their albums, they try to change shit all the time. They don't sound like they did. Slayer, pff, they've been playing the same shit since they started. You know, it's just, but it works. It works. It works. And I just think that Stuckman is really just trying to do something different. You know? I don't fully agree with it. But I don't think, like, some people who are really just so angry about it, I was like, ah. But it is kind of funny because, you know, you can almost tell, like, where they roll politically or they lean politically by who responds. It is a kind of a weird thing that I see on my timeline, you know. I'm like, yeah, you lean this way politically and then you're taking this approach. You lean this way, so you're taking this approach. It's just kind of funny. You can always kind of tell that. It's, I know, it always leads back to stupid politics, right? Anyways, how are we feeling about Stuckman, huh? Get Stuckmanized. Uh, let's see. What are you saying? Chris is Ohio boy just like me. Okay. I read the audience reviews. Jeremy Johns is awesome. Oh, I know. I would love to get him on. Oh, shit. The, oh, no. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I would love to get Jeremy Johns on there. I think I hit him up like a while ago. Never got a response. I don't think he does any, he doesn't do it. Again, he just does his thing and then that's it. I thought it was immature, but seeing how the internet has reacted to James Gunn and Chris Stuckman this week disapproves that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Evidence and proof always has to be proven, and anyone watches a movie of why a person thinks a movie is good or bad is their own respectable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's just... I, I always... With me, anytime that I review a movie, and that's not my main thing. I'm not a... I don't consider myself a critic, but I do... Like, when it comes to me... I know, like, you guys will want to know my reaction. That's why I did the first reaction. And, you know, I, I love doing the first reactions because, you know, it's just me and my car and it's my first thoughts of the movie. And sometimes, most of the time now, that's just it. I don't do, like, full-on f- uh, film reviews unless it's, like, a bigger movie, you know, a bigger movie that I, that there are, or maybe if I have more thoughts, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. But, um... I get my opinion, but I always kind of go like, you know what? This movie wasn't for me. You know, this wasn't for me. Maybe it's for this person or that person. I always try to be like that. I don't, I mean, there's times where I'm like, yeah, this, this is like horrible. I mean, I, I, I did. I, if you watch, I clipped it out. I did it like uh, at the beginning of the vodka stream on Friday, you know, after sipping some vodka, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a little rant about it because yeah, it is. And there's so many theories out there because we had a big time discussion of like why this movie is an actual thing. And yes, I, I agree with Chris when it comes to this is a studio thing. And I feel bad for the people involved, even though it's like, well, I, again, I go, Dakota Johnson, what were you doing in this? <laughs> at least everybody else kind of tried. Um, I just I do feel bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't blame everything on the studio. I don't know. Again, this movie is going to be studied. Might be another, I mean, it might be close to a Snyder Cut, not not that close, but maybe like a, a kind of Snyder Cut situation of like, who's going to start singing about how bad they messed with this movie, Sony? And maybe they just put it out there. They just put it out there to, because they just have to keep um, their Spider-Man rights or whatever the hell. There's that whole thing. 
So could be just something like that. All right. There we go. All right, let's go to some Twitter questions. Uh, Eric, I'm very curious, Dave, uh, about exactly how the Gunverse Wonder Woman will be introduced. Well, it's going to be in the Paradise Lost. They're going to do the prequel, and I'm sure they're going to like do something with that. Yes, there's this, the Themyscira film planned, but it's not described as Diana Prince film at all, as I recall. It's not, but I'm sure they're going to hint at something. They've got to hint at something. Someone pregnant? So what do you uh, think? Will she be introduced there? A support character somewhere somewhere else? Somewhere? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, if we're going to... It would be kind of cool, like, if we just got, like, a uh, Trinity movie. We don't... Don't do a... Don't do a Justice League movie. Do a Trinity movie. I still remember when uh, Rebirth came out, and they actually had a Trinity book, and it started off very well. I thought the first story for the Trinity book was really good. Devon Wooter, hello Dave. James Gunn talking to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Do you think Sony would be worried if both of them? I don't think he. Oh yeah, he did kind of talk to him, but he just said that yeah, he would love to work with them and join DC. I mean, hey, they were they were they they did write one of the versions, one of the many versions of the Flash. So they did have a hand in like the earlier stuff. And I finally bought the raid, and holy lord, the film is incredible. Yeah, I know. One of the best action movies ever. And Alan Rich says Batman. He talked about it again. I know. Can we stop talking about the whole Alan Rich and Batman? I'm, I'm still not a fan of it. I don't see him as Batman. I just don't see him as Batman. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. If the rumor by Jeff Snyder. Uh, you listening to that guy? <laughs> yeah. Can't stand that guy. Uh, on Doctor Doom appearing in Fantastic Four is true. Well, I mean, ha- anybody could guess that. Jesus Christ. Uh, would he have to be built up in almost everything before Avengers King Dynasty? I mean, they should build him, build him up. Don't just pu- fucking, you know, make him the main baddie. I don't know. That's that's It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Question number two, with Gunn and DC wanting to focus on their cinematic universe, beginning to slowly get rid of Elseworlds, will it uh, end once Matt Reeves finishes Batman Universe and the Batman Part 3? We can only hope. He better not. I just hope he doesn't touch that. I hope he doesn't touch that, you know? But they should have Elseworlds. That's the thing. It's like that would be so unique. But the thing is, they don't have the fucking money for it. They should have taken that approach right at the beginning. They really should have taken that approach right at the beginning. There was one thing, though, that I didn't talk about. That I that that just hit me right now. That I was like, oh, I should probably include... I should probably include that. I should probably include that, uh, you know, when I was talking about the tweets. But this has to do with a Mr. Henry Cavill. MCU. What? Well, this is like what? The 17th time that we've heard that Henry Cavill coming to the MCU. But according to, well, you know, a scooper. Guess what? He has accepted a role in the MCU. So a lot of people are going like, what role is it? And apparently the scooper, which goes by the name of My Time to Shine H. 
All right. I said yes, and they apparently know, and then some people were guessing it. Now, obviously, the obvious choice, obviously, is Captain Britain. A lot of people have already heard that, have already been rumored when it comes to uh, that, when it comes to that character. What was the other one? Hyperion or whatever the hell? What was that other guy? Me... When I was like talking about like him having a role, I thought Doctor Doom would be great. But then, of course, there's like, well, he's supposed to be like a, I forgot what nationality or ethnicity he's supposed to be in, and wasn't gonna, that's not gonna work. But I was like, that would be pretty cool. But then some people were going like, what if he Cyclops for the X Men? That all of a sudden became a thing, and there was art everywhere. Like people made art, so I was like, what? Okay, so now we're just now he's Cyclops. So your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I, I think he would be a great Dr. D. I, I, that's what I kept saying. I was like, okay, he was Superman at one point. He's not Superman anymore. Make him a villain. That's why I even said, like, if he was in the DCU with James Gunn, make him a villain. Make him a villain. But who knows? But yeah, that was floating around. And then some people are even saying Wolverine. I was like, oh boy. I wouldn't hate it. But I was like, Wolverine? Nah, it shouldn't be Wolverine. No, don't do Wolverine. But yeah, I just thought I'd talk about that right there. And I'm just like scrolling underneath some of this stuff. A lot of people are saying Doctor Doom, but yeah, mainly Captain Britain. And then, of course, uh, Cyclops. That would be interesting. I just, I don't know, Wolverine, I'm like, nah, don't be Wolverine. That's, that, that's some difficult shoes to fill right there, right? You nobody wants to really see him as Wolverine, right? My time to shit. <laughs> That's a good one, Lisa. Uh, now nah, I want to see him as Doom. Yeah, no, I think Doom would be pretty damn fantastic. But, you know, what can he do? Who knows? Who knows if that's going to be the case? All right. Anyways, guys, all right. That's it for today's show. Appreciate you guys clicking in. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like, thumbs up, share the stream, do all that. See you guys on Wednesday, of course. And of course, subscribe, do all that. If you want to support the Patreon, do that, or become a member. Members only stream every Wednesday after the normal stream. Go ahead and do that. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, have a good rest of your nights. Gonna make some dinner. And, uh, yeah, relax. Well, kind of relax, I guess you could say. But anyways, all right, guys. Love you. Talk to you later.